You're listening to Sustainably Geeky, the podcast for everyday environmentalists. Hello and welcome to Sustainably Geeky, Episode 7. I am your host, Jennifer, and I'm joined tonight by Stefan, Jen, and Chris. So we are uh, going to be talking today about our green resolutions for 2019. And uh, we just thought it'd be nice to kind of share some things that we are working on as a as a show personally. And then also um, we want to share some of the resources that we have and the um, maybe social media or podcasts or newsletters that we listen to and uh, follow so that you guys can maybe uh, look into that yourself if you're interested. Um, so... Uh, with that, uh, who wants to go first and talk about something that they've been working on or that they want to improve on this year or in the near future? I'll, I'll go. Okay. I'll go. <laughs> uh, so I'll, some most of them have to do with when the weather gets warmer. Um, I would like to, we did this this Christmas, but I'd like to do more of this um, throughout the year, which is give more experience gifts. So this past Christmas, we gave my mom and my stepdad a weekend uh, at a trailer park, which they just bought a trailer and they love doing it. Um, And then for the kids' birthdays, we usually try to give them an experience, but I'd like to extend that into Mother's Day and and, uh, Father's Day and things like that. I love that. I think you get a lot more out of uh, out of experiences than things because they last. The memories last a lot longer, and mm-hmm. there's no waste. Yeah. Yes, so true. And I think people like. I mean, people so highly value the time of loved ones, so that's huge. This explains um, on our ethically geeky show. We did an an episode about like fantasy gifts we would give other people on the show and this explains yeah. why Chris and her husband gave a lot of experience gifts which were awesome Chris I and thought I they were pretty great to Portland, was... Maine and like kayaking and yep. swimming and doing all the things when it's not winter so yes I'm down <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's awesome ecotourism is a big uh, upcoming industry too well I so, got my college education in ecotourism so it's not yes. that up and coming well i guess but, i should say more people are catching on to it yes now, more but. people are catching on yes yeah awesome um who wants to go next who has a another green resolution for us well i've been thinking um this isn't something that can necessarily be quantified but I've been interested in this whole zero waste concept for a while. And um, just to be totally realistic, I don't know that it's practical for our household to to go zero waste by the end of the year. But what I was thinking is of maybe just like, you know, talking with my wife and finding maybe just one um, habit or pattern or thing that we could change to move us in that direction um and then for that to become habitual and then like once that kind of becomes the norm in our our life then find another thing so just you know one thing at a time um 
so that it's not trying to do too much at once. And then it's also like waiting to see which things actually work and stick. So again, not something that you can necessarily quantify as like a goal, but I just I'd like to start moving kind of in that direction overall. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that's a great um, way to start out because a lot of people hear zero waste and they just get so overwhelmed with the idea that I have to give up all these things and I have to make so many lifestyle changes that, like we were saying before the show, they just don't even try. And I think it's important to know that you can start small and you can start with little things and then they start making a big difference. And then you realize this isn't that difficult. I can do this in other ways and I can, you know stop using this or I can substitute this once you've started that process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And zero waste is an industry term for um, the process of how a good gets made. So it's impossible to be completely zero waste. Our infrastructure and our society is not set up to be zero waste completely. So yeah, start with one thing and it does become habit quite quickly. And then you start noticing kind of all the disposable things around you and how how you start seeing it everywhere. Yeah. Well, on that note, <laughs> I recently moved to San Antonio and I was pleased to find out that they have curbside recycle single stream, composting of food waste and yard waste, and they have pay-as-you-throw trash cans so you can get different sizes the smallest size is the cheapest price. Very nice. I was like, what? That's awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. That's yeah. great. So obviously part of my goal this year is to, you know, make sure I get the whole household involved and any visitors involved. It's it's easier when it's just maybe you and your significant other, but trying to get everyone, even visitors, um, on on board. So I will show you my life hack later to assist in this process. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> That's great. I really like when cities offer curbside compost as well, but there's a lot of places now that are also doing like curbs, not curbside, but like um, deposits for your bottles and stuff. And you can like trade that in for uh, bus fare or gift cards or something like that. And that's like super innovative in a way to get people to actually do it. Yeah, I think it's important for cities to understand that this people want this, you know, I think there's a lot of cities that try to fight it. And um, I don't know, I think you have to get involved in local government to make the change happen in your area if it's not already offered. Yeah, I I found like, I was living in Portland, Oregon at a time when they changed their rules to um, pick up recycling more often than garbage. And, and it, you know, at first it was like a little bit of a tough transition for some people, but over time people adapt. And so I think you're right. Like when cities take the lead, um, you know, at first it, it can be hard for some folks, but eventually they change their, ha- their habits and their patterns to kind of align with the new reality. But yeah, someone has to kind of take that that lead yeah absolutely well um one of my uh i guess green resolutions um overall 
is to try to just be outside more and hike and camp more. I already do that quite a bit, but um, I really think being in nature is good for us. And, uh, you know, there's, there's studies that kind of back that up, but I, I think I personally notice a difference in my own well-being, emotional and mental health um, when I'm outside and, and I want to make that a bigger priority rather than, you know, always making excuses why I can't. So, um, yeah, that's one of my big things is to try to be more, be outdoors more and learn more um, how to be more self-sufficient in those areas and camping specifically. So, that's Chris, cool. you got another one for us? Oh, yeah, I got a bunch. Um, I'd like to plant some wildflowers in my garden. I have tried mm. two times and it was an epic fail both times. And I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but I'm going to keep trying. I'm, I'm going to keep trying. And I will give my what's in my head of this gorgeous wildflower meadow. I'll have it eventually <laughs> one day. So that's what I would like to do. And spend more time gardening. I am not good at it. And I don't particularly enjoy it. But I like having, like, I like the look of gardens. My mom's an amazing gardener. And uh, so I would like to try to be at least half as good as her. That's awesome. Yeah, that's one of mine too, is starting a garden and maybe growing more of my own food because mm -hmm. you really, uh, you save money, but also like, you know, it's just really cool to be able to say, yeah, I, I grew that. Yeah. And mm -hmm. You want some? I have all this extra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have a few friends that they have backyard uh, gardens and every once in a while you hear it, you see a post of like, my zucchini plants went, went bonkers. Who wants like 12 zucchinis or their tomato plants went crazy or whatever. So, yeah. Jennifer, our, uh, yeah, I was looking at your uh, plants that are behind you and I got to thinking, man, that's what we need. We need some more greenery inside our house. Yeah, I kill it at indoor plants. Like if you've ever been in my house, it's like um, a jungle. I'm a crazy plant lady. But as soon as I put them outside in the ground, it's over because like I can't keep up with the heat and the watering and it's sad. So that's been a goal of mine is to main start and maintain a beautiful garden someday. Chris, just out of curiosity, have you already identified what um, flowers and plants you want to put outside? Uh, well, we have some, uh, thankfully the people who owned the cottage before us planted all native species. So that's, been really really helpful but i would like to we have a uh, blue forget-me-nots around i'd like to plant some clover um just um we have some comfrey and things like that but just asters and things like that and we have some bee balm out on the beach that the bees really really love and i want to transplant one of them closer to our house so yeah We'll see. I don't know. I might wind up killing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you won't know unless you try. So. Exactly. Exactly. And there's an abundance of bee balm outside. So. That's pretty awesome. All right. What else do we have? Well, I also would like to get some indoor and outdoor plants since I have nothing in my new place. <laughs> I was afraid of transporting all my, my plants from the last house. So I just left them there for the renters. Um, so that is uh, one of my goals that I need to find like a local 
nursery instead of like the Home Depot and Lowe's of the world and support small businesses. So um, that's another one like, of my. Oh. I feel like those folks give you better um, advice a lot of times too, because they've been doing it for years and they just know the secrets, you know? Yeah. They actually, I think, care about the yeah. health and well-being and future <laughs> of the plant <laughs> instead of just, you know. Going to the Walmart of <laughs> plants and going to those kinds of places. So, um, yeah, I think it's just important if you're going to plant anything outside, like we mentioned, to make sure it's drought tolerant so that if you do forget to water it for a week or two, it won't completely die on you. Um, and those are listed on the plant sticker that you get. Yeah, speaking of going to big box stores and them not knowing or caring, I went to, I think, Home Depot to ask if they had any um, pest killer that was safe for bees and pollinators. And I got, like, a 17-year-old kid that was like, oh, I think this is fine. And he, like, showed me extra strength Roundup. And I was like, <laughs> no, I'm pretty no. sure it's not, but thanks. So I ended up not getting anything and just continuing to have ants and... <laughs> like hating life until winter but um yeah like it was just very frustrating i think there's some big lawsuit going on with roundup right now i swear i just heard about it like um farmers that have been spraying it for years are getting cancer and so now there's some big lawsuit over it and they're like if you ever use this product you know you can get on board with this lawsuit thing or something and i'm like yeah, we've been talking. I mean, there's so many documentaries out there about the topic. We don't have to like go over it all now. But if you're interested, you can look it up and listen. But yeah, there's a lot going on with the GMO seeds and how our food is grown and all the farmers that are suffering because of it. Mm. This is off yeah. topic, but I love those class action lawsuits when like you get an email and it's like, um, because you purchased, you know, a uh, some some razor some uh, razor blades fifteen years ago, you are party to this class action lawsuit, and it's like, yeah. sweet, I'll take the free cash. <laughs> the two dollars and five cents after yeah. everybody's gotten their share. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's crazy. There's so much we didn't know back in the day that now it's just either they're just now realizing it or people are just now finding out and they always knew, but you know, neonicotinoids and all of the things in our, in the chemicals we put in the ground that are so bad for us and the bees and <sighs> so sad. Yeah. I think Roundup is like the number one killer of bees right now. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay, well, on a lighter note, uh, <laughs> Stefan, what's your next <laughs> your next resolution? Well, or did you have? It's kind of related to yours, which is um, we talked about wanting to get outside more this year and and bicycle and walk and things like that. So again, that is I don't know that that's so much like sort of an impact that's going to have on the environment, but certainly on our just well-being and sanity and you know maybe honestly if nothing else it'll probably give us just a greater appreciation of nature and 
just the beauty and the diversity that's out there. So, yes. Absolutely. Um, well, my next one, let's see. I think I'm going to go with, uh, so I travel quite a bit. And for a couple years now, I keep saying I'm going to look into, like, carbon offsets and how to be a more uh, just responsible traveler. And I haven't gotten around to doing it. So that's, I think, a big opportunity for me in reducing my carbon footprint is figuring out um, when I do travel, how I can offset that with a good action. And I know, Jen, you've said you've done this in the past. And I'm curious as to your experience with that. You have any yeah, I think, did I ever send you those links? We'll send it with this next group of, I know we're going to send out a bunch of information after this podcast somehow, so I'll add that to the list. But I've done research on a few, and they actually do put a large portion of the money that you contribute into growing actual trees and not just offsetting um you know, coal power plants that installed more energy efficient technologies or something. So you can kind of pick and choose the different companies um, that you want to give your money to for that. And I think it's important to look at, you know, any reviews or um, any actions against them <laughs> for yeah. false claims and that kind of thing. So, yeah, well, when we compile this list of things, I'll add that to it. Okay, awesome. Could you guys explain that a little bit more? I, I just really only heard about it, but I don't know actually the mechanics of how it works. Uh, sure. So basically there's a way for companies to do carbon offsetting, which basically means, let's say you're a coal power plant as a company and you install scrubbers on your pipes that come out of your your, your facility you would be able to claim that you've reduced a certain amount of carbon from going into the atmosphere by doing this upgrade to your facility so you're not polluting as much. And then they sell those credits onto the green market, if you will, and buyers like us are now purchasing that. So we're basically giving the coal power plant money for doing the right thing so it incentivizes them in a way, but you have the choice off of what companies you want to do this with. And so it's good to do your research on a company that maybe is going to grow trees instead of, you know, the coal power plant, but they're all good. It's just your choice, right? Trees are natural carbon sinks. And when you put in a better filter in a coal plant, I'm thinking you still have to dispose of that filter and it still creates waste, right? So you could either create a tree or you can create a filter that you can't get rid of, really. Can't dispose yeah. of. Yeah. I've even heard of companies claiming, like, so carbon sequestration. So, like, um, let's say you're, like, an oil rig out in the ocean. There's sometimes ways to, like, inject the carbon that would be released into the atmosphere in the form of gas. Instead of releasing it into the air, it is reinjected into the cavity of the earth that was once filled with oil. Now they're just filling it with the gas. Oh, interesting. And so all of that requires time and money and effort. So there's this incentive on the air side of things for people like us who want to purchase carbon offsets. It helps them, you know, make that happen. Um, 
and it is still a good program. You just have to make sure you're selecting a company that is actually doing things the right way is all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I, I can see, I mean, I, I know very little about it beyond what you just told me, but um, I can see how it, how it would be a good thing. I can also see how people might like put too much faith in it, like to the point of, feeling like they don't need to change their lifestyle. They can just sort of offset their impact. Absolutely. Well, it kind of goes back to the whole reduce, reuse, recycle thing. Like people think if I recycle, I don't have to reduce. I can just keep using and I'll just throw it in the recycle bin. But it's actually more important to stop your use, you know, and, and cut off. So, so traveling less or traveling smarter and greener um, is always better than that. But if you, if you have to fly on a plane or take a form of transportation that is going to cause emissions, this is one way to offset that as long as, like you said, you're not using it as an excuse, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of neat though. I mean, it's, it's, it's cool that like people and companies have thought of this as just a way to try to do something, you, you know, not that it's the be-all, end-all, but at least it's something. Absolutely. Might make a good topic for a future show. There you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, who's next? Chris, you have another one? or? Yeah. Um, so I would like to uh, install low-flow uh, faucet thingies on our yes. faucets. <laughs> we haven't yet. I've been meaning to. And uh, a low-flow shower head. I don't think ours is, it's new, but I don't think it's low flow. So I'd like to do those things. We only have three faucets in the house, but um, they get used quite a bit. So, and we put um, a brand new um, garden uh, tap outside that actually, because ours was leaking before. So we had to put a brand new one on. So it's not leaking anymore. So we've stopped that, but we need to put some low flow stuff around the house. Awesome. All right. Uh, I'll go. So because I just moved into a new place, I was um, determined not to bring over or into my home like any kind of chemicals for cleaning or whatever. So I left everything at the old place and um, I'm using only natural ingredients. So we've talked about this before in previous episodes, but Mostly just using like essential oils and vinegar, really. You even left <laughs> your bottle of like magical green stuff. Did you finally use it up? Uh, yeah, that's still there. I, I didn't bring it with me. <laughs> Vinegars. Yeah, I might I might need to get more of that actually. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was just like I don't. The, basically, I got PCS too, which is a military move, and they won't bring any of your like liquids or food or any of that. So. I was like, well, I'll just leave them here so then, you know, they don't have to buy anything and it's not going to waste. But we do have a program on Fort Hood um, for that. If you have chemicals that you need or that you want to drop off, it's at the classification unit on Fort Hood. So if you have access to that, um, you can drop that off and it's free of charge because it just happens a lot. Like people have Windex or paint or whatever and they can't move with it. So it's a, a location on Fort Hood where you can drop stuff off and pick stuff up to reuse it. 
Oh, so they actually give away the stuff that other people bring? Mm-hmm. Yep, oh, you cool. can go there as often as you want and just get free stuff. If you have a military as ID long card, as you right? have, As long as you have access to Fortnite, yeah. Wow, that's great. Cool. Well, um, how, yeah, how is, Vinegar uh, is a miracle worker for cleaning, so sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just going to ask, how is that? Uh, so the actual um, performance of, of the natural solutions versus kind of the off-the-shelf stuff, how, how, does, how does it compare? I honestly feel like vinegar is better. <laughs> doesn't leave any kind of residue, uh, no. especially and on no glass. No smell. It's a, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love all I clean with is uh, baking soda, vinegar, and then I have uh, um, my own Febreze, which is half and half of vodka and water, nice. and that sterilizes everything. And uh, yeah, you when you buy chemicals, and everybody thinks, "Oh, we're killing all the bacteria," and it's you no, know, you've just left chemicals all over your house, and it hasn't actually killed anything. You've just covered it in a layer of chemical crap that smells awful yeah yeah so your yeah, house is cleaner is a good one. yeah your house should <laughs> smell like nothing really it shouldn't smell like pine salt or oh yeah anything. so at my new job at my work there's this lady that keeps burning those like scented candles and i'm like those are the worst. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm trying to explain like volatile organic compounds like VOCs that are being emitted from this candle and she's just looking at me like I'm nuts. <laughs> You're like, pretty. this is an environmental office. <laughs> I understand. Exactly. Yeah. So that's another one of my green resolutions is to actually make my workplace greener. Because <laughs> they have like one recycling area and it's a huge building and i'm like people are lazy like we're not gonna walk up like two flights of stairs or down the hall when you have this like one bottle in your hand you know what i mean mm -hmm. so you have to make it more convenient so yeah segue into another one of mine <laughs> to get some folks recycling a little bit better i didn't know that about the scented candles yeah so you can buy like low voc paint at mm -hmm. you know home depot or lowe's or wherever you get your paint from and that's that smell if that's like that that new car smell the new home smell the new carpet smell all of that stuff is chemicals that are just off gassing essentially yep. so when you mm -hmm. make plastic like if you're in a plastic making factory it smells like that all day every day and you're just breathing in those chemicals because it's just become airborne essentially so, so yeah, candles and those little things you plug in the wall too. Yes. <laughs> those, those, whatever those things are that plug into the wall and they emit. Air fresheners or Sensi's or both? Both. Probably all of it. Yeah. Wax. Unless you have like, I think I saw a brand that's like made from beeswax and it's all natural and that kind of thing. But yeah, you have to be really careful. Look at the ingredient for list. Us. <laughs> the, the key here for this show is look at the ingredient list and if it's stuff that you cannot pronounce then it's bad for you put it back yeah what about yeah. um incense incense are good those are fine i mean as far as i'm concerned maybe 
someone else has something else, but I don't, I think it's fine. It's no different than like burning a match essentially. Right. I don't know. Maybe it causes lung maybe cancer. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Everything in moderation. Yeah. There you is go. The best keep guess the, window if you don't... <laughs> the window open a little bit. I don't know about that one, but I, I mean, I would imagine again, they, if you were buying incense that's in a package, it would have an ingredient list on it. Yeah, probably. You can look it up. All right, Stefan, you got another one? I honestly don't. I'll just come right out and admit it. So <laughs> it's okay. You can <laughs> piggyback on everyone else. Um, so I want to start making more of my own products. That's something I've been uh, trying to get to a point where I can. And I have a lot of stuff that I'm still trying to use up. But once I do um, things like laundry detergent, soaps, um, face scrubs, you know, stuff like that, uh, I don't know if I'll get to like the lotions and soaps and that kind of that level right away. But I want to at least dip my toe in it and also essential oils, um, figuring out ways to use those and making some of those things and in just medicinal um, practice. Cause I've always been intrigued by that, but never really researched it. Um, so yeah, I made a, I, I was uh, subscribed to this box every month that like sent you the ingredients to make stuff. And one of them was like a Febreze spray, but it, it was witch hazel and, essential oil and something else. But, um, but yeah, so there's all sorts of recipes out there and just go online and Google how oh, yeah. to make blah, blah, blah naturally and Pinterest. figure it out. Yeah. Pinterest is like a wealth of information for that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's kind of overload. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's one, a big one of mine and that'll help reduce my use of packaging and hopefully save me money and mm -hmm. give me something creative to do too. You know, back to your earlier one, Jennifer, I, uh, I've got a friend, we've got a friend who was an army ranger, loves the outdoors. So maybe we could do like a training session on, you know, even something as basic as, and this is, I feel embarrassed saying this, but like, I would even love to be trained on how to raise a tent, you know, how to like cook food over a campfire. I mean, something that most people probably already know, but I just, I don't have much yeah, experience. I, actually, one of my, um, one of the things on my list is to like learn more survival inf info, just kind of how to be more sustainable or self-sufficient and sustainable. Um, but I have actually taken classes like that. I've had to go to Austin to like REI and I've signed up. They have, you know, how to cook um, with camp stoves and how to use the water filtration systems and how to camp and which teaches you how to put a tent up and it's really good information to know and like emergency preparedness and stuff like that and that would be great um, if you have someone that already knows how to do that because I think there is an interest out there and um, people you know may or may not think that they're prepared but you I think it's always good to just kind of have that on the back burner if, you, if something happens so yeah. And it's not as hard as uh, as you may think it is. Although putting up a tent depends <laughs> on the tent. <laughs> but yeah, like cooking on a fi open fire and things like that. It's a lot of fun. And uh, I want to uh, make a solar oven one of these days and try that out. But not what does this that year. Entail? 
I well, a lot of tinfoil <laughs> and some glass <laughs> and sitting it right out in the sun, making like a box. I just come to Texas in the middle of August. And you I, did do, <laughs> I did do that. I did do that. I did that a year and a half ago. Oh, it's yeah. hot down there in August. God. Yeah, we have one of those all the time. It's called our car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just put the baking sheet. People on have the actually, dashboard. people have actually done that. I was gonna say, uh, I've seen like pictures of people, and and they've melted and almost completely baked. And yeah, cookies. I've seen pictures. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, cookies. That. Yeah, yeah. Or literally frying an egg on the sidewalk. Not that I would eat that, but I would eat the cookies. Oh, <laughs> and in I your t- car, I smell like cookies. <laughs> oh, that would be great. That's a win-win right there. It doesn't release VOCs, does it? I'll tell me the cookies are bad too. I mean, I know they're bad. Chris, I have a question for you. Going yes. back to the subject of like um, natural household cleaners and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I've heard that um, you know the stuff you buy at the shelf, like at Target or Walmart or whatever, um, like it's especially the antibacterial stuff, it just kind of kills everything. Whereas um, the natural stuff, like leaves some of that, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. It just means that you're, you're exposed to it, but if your body already has a natural you know, immunity to it. So I guess my question is like for kids, mm-hmm. is it true that um, if you clean with natural products, then they'll be exposed to more of those things that, it's actually a good thing because it sort of builds up their resistance to those things. I have, both me and my husband have this theory that um, kids should eat dirt and get licked in the mouth by dogs. Like, it'll just make them stronger and healthier. Uh, I don't, I've never sanitized my house with any kind of chemical. The kids, we live near the beach. I don't know how many handfuls of sand they've eaten in their lifetime when they were toddlers. And um, I, I'm a very strong proponent of there are bad germs, obviously, but it's the good germs that we've forgotten about. And it's those good germs that we've lumped in with the bad germs. And those good germs are what keep us from having allergies and asthma and colds and the flu. And we've kind of over-sanitized everything in the name of getting rid of bad germs. And so it's kind of And then we us. have super germs. So then we have <laughs> super germs we super do bugs, yeah. And then you have kids, a huge, a whole generation of children who are anaphylactically allergic to these things that were once thought to be bad for them because we didn't introduce them soon enough. So, I mean, my kid, I mean, Logan's, my daughter's got asthma, but, you know, we think it's genetic. Um, and then, you know, my son's got some allergies, but again, they're genetic. and. I, the, the dog licks them in the mouth. I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, I just think that's gross. It's totally but... gross. I think it's disgusting. I don't let the dog lick me at all. But they I would never let hilarious. an animal lick me in the face. Oh, but no. I'm also not a cuddler with animals. So oh, see, well, our dog's a big suck. So yeah. Jennifer, do you not have a dog? Oh, no. I am not a pet person at all. <laughs> I, okay. I have a whole, yeah. So Our cats love you, though. Well, that's the thing. Animals love me. As soon as I go into someone's house, they flock to me and I'm just like, I will tolerate you, but I don't want to touch you and I don't want you to be on me. And I just, I'm just not like people, all my friends make fun of me because they're like, you don't have a heart. And I just don't understand why you would want that responsibility and the mess. And yeah. 
I don't know. I, I'm just not a pet person. I don't wish them ill. I would. I even saved a little cat that was outside my house once. But Were you like as a kid? We didn't have pets growing up. And my mom was kind of like that where she was like, I don't want to deal with that's another mouth to feed. And, you know, I like to go. I don't like being held down by, you know, I got to go let the dog out or I got to go feed Mm -hmm. whatever. So. And having a dog is like having a toddler. It is. They're just. And they. Yeah. They're a lot of money and time and work. And I honestly, all that aside, I'm not home enough and I would feel bad having an animal that like I never gave attention to. That's why you're a plant mama. That's right. All my plants. I was surprised how emotionally needy cats are. <laughs> cats are assholes. <laughs> I thought you could just kind of leave Don't them alone, but this conversation like has gone way too I so got <laughs> Cats are assholes, though, they because they're assholes. like, I'm going to talk to you when it's convenient for me. And I expect, yeah, I, I have expect a teenager you next to- week, so I'll. I'll see if I can compare. <laughs> yeah, so, I was always so dogs are toddlers and cats are assholes. Mm-hmm. Cats <laughs> are teenagers. teenagers. Yes, they're teenagers. All I right. Can't out. Anyway, well, <laughs> let's get this conversation back yes. on track. That was a fun, <laughs> <laughs> fun little. Um, <laughs> so, who else has one that they want to share? Something you want to work on this year, or in general, in life. I want to hey. try. Sorry, go ahead, Jen. No, you go. I was gonna try to. Um, I really like hot showers, and I—they're not the best for your skin or your hair, especially if you live in a really dry climate, which I don't. But our house is dry, uh, so I want to try taking more cold showers. <sighs> try. Uh, uh, I don't know, but it's, it's supposed to be really good for your skin and for your hair, and. You don't waste as much because you're not in there, you know, letting it all happen to you. So, <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, okay, man. I'm done. And I'm done. And yeah, then- and there's nothing like a hot shower when yeah. you're like sick and congested, yes. though, and you just, you, you, no matter how many times you blow your nose, you get in that shower and it just like, oh, or you're just sad. Or you're just sad and you just don't want to. Yeah. You know, just stand under the shower. I've sat under the shower a few times till it's gone cold. Just <laughs> is this just a girl thing, Stefan? Are you in the really hot showers? Because I hear girls talk all the time about how they love <laughs> scalding hot water. But no, Ray loves I a hot shower. Guys, are oh, okay. Yeah. Are no, I mean I like it warm, but not scalding. But um, no, Chris, I, I did that for about six months one time, a long time ago. And okay. I just, I found that I just adapted. Like at first, you know, I was like, ah, this sucks, but yeah. just get used to it. Okay. Hmm. Hopefully. <laughs> I'm going to try. I want to swim yeah. in our lake more. I mean, it's right oh, outside, yeah. so I, I want to Yeah, I can't not... even get in the shower when it's like warming up. Like I have yeah. to reheat do the water and then <laughs> that's bad. Then I know. But yeah, I'm terrible. I, <laughs> I do that too. Give it a second. Mm-hmm. But I take quick showers, so yeah, I I take quick showers. But I would like to try the whole uh, uh, what is it, navy showers? Oh yeah, oh, the three the three minute. I mean, I don't have much hair, so it's not like I would. That's the reason I take long showers. I just have that little pause button on my shower, and, um, gonna offset 
That's usually just when I'm like washing my hair. Mm -hmm. So my new place I'm in has all those aerators on everything. Everything cool. is low flow. So it was like an adjustment for me because I was just like, is the water pressure just like really bad here? <laughs> and then I finally looked and you can see like the aerators like attached to all the faucets and even like the shower head has like, like a thing on it. So I'm just like, oh. And then you just get used to it, you know? So it's really just an adjustment, and it wasn't that big of a deal. And I don't feel like I take any longer shower because the water's not like, coming out as fast. So mm -hmm. I feel like I'm saving water that way. <laughs> I just I don't think I can do the cold. Like, I do it every once in a while just, like, for the conditioner things. I know you're not supposed to, like, rinse with, like, hot water. You're supposed to rinse the conditioner with colder yeah, water. Yeah. But here, like, the water is weird in San Antonio. Like, it comes from the Edwards Aquifer directly so the water is like super super hard so mm. sometimes i'm just like i feel like i have all this like calcium deposits <laughs> and i'm trying to figure out if hot or cold is better and i feel like like is that neither is working <laughs> i don't know anyway Rinse enough about hair <laughs> yeah but that was another thing i did green resolution was i bought like vegan organic shampoo conditioner because I kept trying to make my own and it was turning out terribly. Mm -hmm. I can't <laughs> like make I was own. getting all these recipes off of Pinterest and like my hair was just turning out like a mm. goppy mess. So anyway. Hair is a tricky thing. Like, yeah, you have to, you really want a product that works for your hair. So if you can't mm -hmm. make your own, try to pick a more sustainable, cruelty-free, et cetera, et cetera. Has anybody used um, shampoo bars? Yes. That's a big thing. Does that work yeah. for you? Uh, the bars do. The shampoo bars are good. Like Lush has got a really, Lush has got some great ones. I've tried their honey one, which was nice. But the conditioner bars, I haven't found one that I actually like. So, that would be they all, Yeah, it just, it's not enough. And because I, I, clearly I'm not a natural blonde. So, you know, I my hair <laughs> is, uh, is a bit coarse and damaged. So it just, it, it's never kind of enough so i haven't found a conditioner bar that actually works hey going back to the shower thing this this is maybe a bit extreme have any of you ever tried to go like sh like um shower free for an extended period of time like i did it by accident one time okay. <laughs> i was i was uh working at a provincial park when i was a teenager and um just the nature of what we were doing i went three weeks without a shower what wow. did you get in the lake or anything or that just... i swam a couple times but there was no soap that touched my body for three weeks oh. and it wasn't just me there was a bunch of us so we all smelled pretty y'all were funky yeah because it was summer and it was hard labor work and yeah we we were pretty stanky by the three weeks yeah you had like rings of dirt and stuff i wouldn't recommend if you're doing like actual work but if it's just like a yeah. regular yeah, I've, I've done like a day at on the weekend when I'm like not doing a lot around the house, but mm -hmm. nobody's around me either. So it's like I'm the only one smelling myself. <laughs> I think I only shower like two times a week unless I'm working out. So. Oh, okay. So that's kind of your normal. Yeah, because yeah. I know like in places where um, you don't have a lot of water naturally or where they're going through an extreme drought. I heard, I've heard of people just using basically like, you know, cleansing cloths um, in lieu of taking a shower 
And maybe they might take a shower like, you know, once a month or something. But other than that, for just daily cleaning, they'll, they'll use cloths or whatever. So. Mm-hmm. Well, before, it depends we don't, on where you live, too. Because yeah. like, we don't have a tub here. So when Quinn, when we first moved in, he was still too little to take showers. So we just got this big, giant Tupperware tote and stuck them in. So I would imagine if I was in a drought-ridden area that I would just sort of fill up a big tote, sort of stand in it and do that yeah. instead of a cloth. Yeah. yeah. I visited what do they call that? A horse bath? Or I was going to say hobo. I feel like my grandma has said that. Like when she just wipes down, she's like, I'm taking a horse bath or something. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I made that up. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of true like they didn't have showers and yeah. back in the that's day true. like you just yeah. had the cloth and like a little pitcher of water and like you a just basin get, the and just, yep. get your pits and bits right <laughs> my thing. dad I, I, yeah exactly my dad was <laughs> yeah, the with six kids yeah. and they took a shower once a week on saturday so they could be clean for church on sunday yep wow. and that's where the term don't throw the baby out with the bath water came from uh, oh, nice. Yeah, because the baby was always the last one to get showered, and by then the water was just... Yeah, that's exactly what he said. Yeah. Yeah, like back Damn. in the day, day when they didn't even have deodorant and they didn't shower or bathe regularly, like in the 1800s and earlier, I, I just don't understand how anyone could breathe because... That's I, why they I invented couldn't. perfume. Yeah, that makes it worse sometimes. <laughs> They were like some stinky, sweet-smelling fellows. They probably didn't even notice it because everyone smelled like it, so it was just like <laughs> normal, I guess. But, yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, I had an experience. I, I visited my husband's family in the Philippines, and they didn't have running water. So they heat up water on the stove and put it in, like, a bucket in the, the bathroom and mix it with like some cold water so you get kind of like lukewarm water you just have like a little little cup and you just kind of like pour it over yourself and it takes like a few minutes (laughs) i mean it takes some adjusting to get to you but yeah that's just people i mean they do it every day still just yeah yeah i don't know if if living in texas i could go very long without showering just because it gets so hot in the summer and you just you sweat and you feel disgusting and you, you know, I feel like at the end of a day, even if I haven't done a lot, walking from my car to the, the door a couple times, sometimes I just feel like I have to, I have to clean myself. It's mm-hmm. just so, so bad. It's funny. Cause like now in the dead of winter, it's kind of almost hard to visualize that. But yeah. When you're like in the middle of summer in Texas, boy, but in the winter, sometimes it's really hard to, to get the motivation to go shower because I get so cold. Like when I get out, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I don't want to just. Yeah. But at least we have the opportunity to do that. And we're, yes. we live in a place where that's an option for us. So, so true. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, I think we were, t- what were we talking about before that? That kind of led down that rabbit hole. Um, just. Using less water, oh, aerators and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have um, any other things you want to talk about, Jen? The last thing I was going to mention is that I've still not weaned myself off of paper towels. 
And I know that's really terrible, but I bought like all these reusable washable cloths and stuff, but I still always have like paper towels around for like when the cat throws up. Like I just don't want like my (laughs) normal rags and stuff. So I've made a goal to like just not buy them in this new place. Just kind of like start new and see if I can get, get away with it. So they do make yeah. them out of bamboo now, and they make 100% recycled, which toilet paper as well. I've committed to only buying yeah. 100% recycled toilet paper, but that's kind of a way to offset use of that stuff if you have if you feel like you have to have it. I know it's the goal, right? <laughs> <laughs> what, what what is the alternative? I mean, I know this is sorry, this is a really ignorant question, but what what is the alternative to paper towels um, that Kind of approximate the function of them. Rags. We just use old tea towels and rags and stuff instead of paper towel. <laughs> Unless my husband, like Ray, um, when he paints, um, he uses paper towel for that because the oil paints and stuff like that. It's a bit oh, different. Yeah. But just for household stuff, we just use rags, old towels, old tea towels. So that and you can basically um, anything you can like wash and reuse. reuse they sell and, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, and you're not heartbroken if it gets stained and you can't like. You can, and my mom used life to things. Up, like old t-shirts mm-hmm. and even like when we were kids, our underwear and socks and <laughs> my daughter's leggings. Cleaning. Yeah, she would make yeah. cleaning rags out of those. So like those are good things that like if you have one of those messes that you don't want to. Yep clean the, the towel, the rag or whatever, you can just throw it away. But um, any old cloth, yeah, is it's a great way to give it longer life. Yeah. You don't Sand to life stuff that gets turned into rags. And newspapers. Um, a lot of people yes. t- say cleaning with newspaper, like it doesn't leave streaks. And We um, clean our, um, our fireplace window with uh, vinegar and newspaper and just throw it in the place. <laughs> Smart. Um, so my last one is just finding more ways to reduce consumption of things. I've, I've gotten really good over the last few years and cut back a lot, but, um, there's always room for improvement and I'm not anywhere near zero waste. Um, but I have committed to a low waste lifestyle and, um, just figuring out, you know, how I can buy things with less packaging by making my own, um, eating out less, or if I do eat out, bring my own carry out containers um, and eating less meat is another one that I'm trying to get better at because meat is a huge contributor to carbon emissions or emissions in general, not just carbon, but um, yeah, that's one of the things I'm struggling with, but trying to get better at. So anybody have any other things they want to throw out before we go on to sharing our resources for folks? I was just going to say on that note, I just recently heard about some, I think it was researchers in Israel who have uh, working on a totally synthetic beef. Mm-hmm. There's actually um, companies in the U.S. and I'm sure all over the world that are um, working on like lab-grown meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard of the lab-grown meat. Yeah, it's It sounds kind of gross, but when yeah. I looked into it, it's actually... Um, it's the same thing as what you're getting off the farm and it's actually a lot better for the environment because you're not wasting the parts of the animal that you don't eat mm-hmm. and you're growing it um, with a lot less resources. Um, 
So I'm actually pretty optimistic about it. It's, it's way too expensive for me to go buy a burger or chicken nuggets because they're still in like the hundreds and thousands of dollars price range. But I think it will be promising for feeding a growing population. And yeah. So do they right. start with, do they use any animal part, just even like at the molecular level at all? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's animal cells. Yeah, it's an animal product. Okay. Yeah. It just isn't yet. So they have there, to, it's like a base that they have to use. Yeah. And, and they're like, I listened to a podcast about it and, and they, one of the companies was talking about how right now they're just working on like hamburger and chicken breasts or something, but they're getting to, they're going to get to the point where they can even do like custom steaks with marbling and you know the the things that people are going to argue well i want a steak and i want it to have this much you know like blah 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 um, they're going to get to that point and i think it's a really fascinating field but it is kind of gross first year about it so <laughs> jen we were talking about um lab grown meat do you have any i'm kind of freaked out on by it honestly <laughs> I don't think I can. I'd rather just not eat meat. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I can't get there mentally. But I wouldn't I begrudge anybody yeah, it's, to it's eat it, but I wouldn't eat it. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't eat I, it, yeah. but I. I would understand why it would, why there's a, a drive for it, but I personally wouldn't. Eat it I would either. feel ethically better eating that than than killing an entire animal. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it is still weird for me because it doesn't seem natural, even though it's the same exact kind of meat. So. I like the, uh, I think I talked about it before. It's like called sun fed foods and it's um, all made out of chickpeas. And I don't think they're selling in the U.S. yet, Like, but I keep checking and I think they're coming soon. But it, it, they're making a beef product that right now they just have like chicken. Or maybe they have both. I'm not sure at the moment. But yeah, I don't think I can. I don't think I can go there. <laughs> but I do have my life hack if we're there yet. Um, well, first, let's let's share some resources that we, uh, like some green resources that we all use. If you guys have any, um, I have a list of like blogs, newsletters, documentaries, and stuff like that. Um, and I can start if you guys want. Um, so... I'm going to preface this with, I am not a huge consumer of media at this point in my life. I read books, I watch movies. I'm really good at subscribing to newsletters and emails that I then let pile up and read. But there are a few that I um, try to stay up to date with. Um, so for like emails and blogs, uh, I follow the Package Free Shop. And I forget her name, but she is uh, really Laura big in singer. the... Laura Singer, yeah, Laura she's Singer, really big in the yeah. zero waste uh, community, mm -hmm. and she does lots of like tutorials and videos about ways to live um, zero waste. And she started a store in, in Brooklyn, which I actually got to visit. It was really cool. Um, so they have a lot of good tips. Um, Tree Hugger Daily sends out a daily newsletter with stories. Um, Green Biz has a newsletter called Green Buzz and The Verge, and those are um, both stories about uh the just the sustainability world and also kind of what businesses are doing um there's also one i get at work called the sustainability brief which is more business-based um and then 
Austin Eco Network, if you're in the, the Texas area, Central Texas, um, they have great resources for local events, jobs, and just local resources um, in Austin if you're trying to live sustainably. Um, Life Without Plastic is, is another newsletter. Uh, TerraCycle gives uh, tips on how to recycle really hard to recycle things. So they have companies that sign up to take back a lot of the waste that you may be, not be able to find a way to dispose of responsibly otherwise. So like toothpaste containers and um, yogurt tops or, or stuff like that. Um, and Recycle Bank is, is which is basically you earn points and then you can trade those points in for prizes and um, things like that. Um, and they also have great articles on there. Um, and then Earth 911 and Plastic Free July are some of the blogs and newsletters that I follow and social media. Um, anybody have anything else? I know I went through a lot, but we'll send these, we'll post these to the, mm -hmm. the event as well. I have a couple. Yeah. I have more than a couple. Um, so I have some um, YouTube channels that I follow, and they're more... Um, sort of alternative living lifestyle channels just to kind of inspire you and see that there's other people out there who aren't living a status quo life. Uh, Ellen Fisher is a woman um, with uh, three kids and her husband and they live in Hawaii and she is uh, vegan. And she also, um, she's getting into low impact zero waste, but she's just, her videos are really calming and they're nice and it's nice to see chubby vegan kids on a beach um and then uh live big in a tiny house so um bryce i can't remember his last name but he's from new zealand anyways he's gone through a lot of the world and um interviewed people about their different dwellings that they live in he started out with tiny houses but he does yurts and he did a series in japan um with traditional buildings there he's um come to the u.s hasn't made it to canada yet but He's a really great channel to check out. Uh, exploring Alternatives, uh, they're a Canadian couple, and it's the same thing as Live Big in a Tiny House. Um, so they go around and interview people who live in um, unique building, unique dwellings. Uh, and they also live out of a van six months out of the year. And then for Instagram, Minimalist Baker, she is a vegan baker, and all of her ingredients, like all of her recipes and stuff, are all 10 ingredients or less. Tonight we made her no-bake peanut butter cookies. Three ingredients. So good. Um, the minimalists are really great just to kind of refresh you. with. Uh, they have this thing called the Min's Game, which for one day um, for every month, you get rid of that corresponding number of things. So by the end of the month, you've gotten rid of like over 400 items or something like that. Wow. Um, they have are, a documentary, right? They do. Um, on on uh, Netflix. Yeah, it's minimalism. Um, and then Be Zero Waste Girl on Instagram, is, um, her name's Andrea Sanders, and she runs a non-for-profit called Be Zero out of Colorado. She's just really chill, really cool. She doesn't do any sponsored posts on her IG. Um, and she's just very welcoming, and she's very non-judgmental, and she doesn't preach anything. She just tells you what she has experienced in her life and offers encouragement. Um, another one is Blue Zones, which Jen knows about this because I talked about this on our other podcast. Um, Blue Zones is um, a 10-year study done by National Geographic about the five zones in the world that people live um, above average 
longevity, lots of centarians, and just the way that they eat and the way that they live their life. And um, we follow their diet, the four of us do, so we're heavily plant-based now. And Sea Legacy is um, a nonprofit um, charity uh, run by Paul Nicklin and Christina Mittermeier, who are National Geographic photographers, and they uh, base a lot of their uh, research and their um, protests, I guess, on saving the oceans throughout the world. And then Simply Living Well is just a really nice IG account that she is zero waste and she's got really great everyday tips and just out of the box stuff, which is pretty cool. Awesome. Well, there's, I think you guys covered most of it, but um, all I'd say is like, I think when I first got the Netflix membership thing for like $7 back in the day, I went crazy on documentaries, almost like too much. So whatever topic interests you more than likely it's on there somewhere where you watch documentaries. And if you want to be depressed, just watch a few. <laughs> oh yeah. Memories. It's a great way to cry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, it, some of them motivated me. Like I watched Forks Over Knives and I was like, mm -hmm. I'm going to become vegan, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I don't know. I just, I would just, if there's any topics that any of you guys are interested in, it, some of them just read the reviews maybe before you commit an hour or two of your time to watch. But yeah, I, I totally like binge watch documentaries for like weeks on end because I was like, this is so informational. <laughs> Did you but, see the one on the guy about Burt's Bees? No. Oh, it's no. yeah, it's really good. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs> His name is Bert. <laughs> I like. Awesome. I actually liked Super Size Me. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So it's just. It's just interesting. You'll learn a lot in a short amount of time if you have an hour or two to kill everyone in a while. So, but yeah, like you mentioned, there's also like happy ones. I, I think <laughs> they exist, maybe. <laughs> so I watched um, a new a newer one called Wasted with Anthony Bourdain. It was like his yeah. last thing. Did y'all see that? Yeah. It was really yeah. good. It, it was kind of depressing because it talks about food waste and mm -hmm. how much food we throw away just before it even gets to the shelf and then at home how much we throw away. And it's kind of overwhelming, but it, it does highlight a lot of promising things that people are doing as well. And um, there's schools out there that are teaching, you know, hands-on gardening and um, companies that are taking old food and making things. So it's pretty it's pretty interesting. Yeah, I guess I just, whenever I'm feeling stressed in life, I like to escape into like movies by myself. <laughs> like I'll just go into a dark room and just sit there because I can, you know, you get transported like instantly into an alternate reality. Like I get like why people are into all that kind of stuff. So anyways, that's just what I do when I want to take my mind off of things. But I, it's also documentaries are helpful when I wanted to learn a lot about a certain topic and I didn't really have the time or patience to like read 10 different books. Like they consolidated mm -hmm. it all into an hour show, which is just helpful sometimes when you want to learn about how your food is grown or whatever your topic of interest might be. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Stefan, did you have anything to add to that? Oh, your mic's not on. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> so the, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just sort of dipping my toe into the water of the whole 
zero waste phenomenon or movement. And uh, so the one website I've just kind of been perusing a little bit is the zerowastehome.com. Mm -hmm. This lady, she and her family have produced a pint of garbage every year, like since 2008. And um, I mean, I'm sure you've heard of her. You guys have heard of her like B or Baya Johnson. Baya. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. I, but what's cool is that like, she's got um, this like online store on her website where she's got these curated um, items for different categories, you know, like kitchen, hygiene and beauty, garden, housekeeping, clothing, etc. So I've just been poking around there and I'm like, wow, this is really, this is really good stuff. So. Yeah. There's so many great blogs and websites already. Like when you're getting in, if you're getting into this, um, don't feel like you have to reinvent the wheel, like totally steal ideas from other people. It makes it so much less stressful and you can see how they implement it. And sometimes there's pictures and videos and it's like a thousand times easier that way. Yeah. Well, um, did you have anything else? Nope. I actually um, only read one half of my, or one page of my list. So real quick, I have a couple of podcasts to recommend um, if you're interested in other shows. Uh, there is a really good one that I've discovered through a friend who works with one of the hosts um, called Sustainability Defined. And they've been doing it about two years now. And they they do kind of like we do where they pick one topic a show, but they're actually meeting with like people working in these industries and they're in DC. So they have, you know, access to a lot of these folks on a daily basis. And it's a really good breakdown of some high level topics. Um, so sustainability defined, um, also a, a sustainable mind is, is a good one that I've listened to a few. And then um, if you're into science and the earth and space at all, Star Talk is really cool. It's not necessarily just environmental, but you'll hear a lot about climate change and space and the planet and how, you know, we play the role we play. So that's a good one. Um, and then I read a couple of really good books this year, one called The World is Blue by Sylvia Earle. Uh, I think I've mentioned this one before, but it's it's a great overview of the oceans and why they're so important and the role that um, each organism plays and how we're affecting that. And then Last Child in the Woods is, uh, it's kind of a, like a classic in the environmental field now, I think, but it basically talks about the benefits of children being in nature and just people in general and, um, he dubs it vitamin N, you know, everyone needs daily allowance of vitamin N and, and how, uh, as a society, we've moved away from playing outside and people are just, you know, looking at screens all day, kind of like we're doing right now, but, <laughs> um, making a conscious choice to, you know, get outside and be part of nature. Um, and then I subscribe to a lot of, well, I guess I, I should say I get these magazines as a part of my membership with some groups. Um, Sierra Club, Nature Conservancy, uh, National Park Conservation Association, and then the Texas Parks and Wildlife all put out really good magazines um, that talk about things going on in the field and just stories about what they're doing or, you know, the people that go to the parks or whatever. So those are all some great resources I would definitely recommend. 
Um, so I think we've given you guys a lot to look into, and I hope that you uh, find one or two things that you like out of all that. And um, if you have any suggestions for us, please uh, definitely share them on our Facebook page. Um, <clears throat> send us a message or post to the page directly. We love you know hearing from everyone. Um, so I think I guess we'll go ahead and move on to our green life hacks now. Uh, Jen, do you want to go first since I know you said you had yours ready? Yeah, let me transition here. Okay, so in the new place, I have, can you see it? Mm-hmm. Recycle <laughs> and no. trash. Can you see the little stickers? There you go. Yep. Yep. And then I'll have like little signage. And then this is for the compost. So you can, it's, it makes it easier because I'm in the middle of the city and I don't have a yard. And so they just have the curbside recycling. So my plan is to just put food scraps in here. And these are biodegradable bags. And I think this brand is Nature Bag. At Fort Hood, we use BioBag for all the food waste that we collect at the dining facilities. But anyways, the plan is to just, when this is full, you know, you can just like take it out and then I can take it outside to the compost bin. So that's awesome. my life hack. Oh, and then earlier we were talking about not using paper towels. So this is my spray that I made <laughs> and my rag. And then instead of buying sponges, I got this like washable, reusable like scrubber for dishes. And it can go in the dishwasher every once in a while. Oh, cool. That's mine. Nice. I love it. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. Uh, who else has one? I have one. Okay. So I am a big tea drinker. I love tea. Um, I got this, my new mug. The book is better. <laughs> um, and it's big, which is nice. Uh, so mine is a tea strainer. Oh, cool. There's all sorts. There's tons of different kinds of tea strainers. Most tea bags are made with plastic and it, so they can't be um, composted. So loose leaf tea, which is really readily available. Um, shh. Being weird um, is is a really great alternative. There's so many tea varieties out there, but yeah, tea strainer, and then you can control the amount that you want, the strength, everything. Um, my next goal is to get a teapot. Pretty sure I'm turning into my grandmother, but <laughs> I have not one for Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> and you can compost the tea, the loose leaf. You can tea compost the loose leaf tea, which is the point because the bags, most of them. Um, are um, lined with plastic. Yeah, I was sad to learn that. Yeah, so was I. Was I. Just that tossing was, them in my compost oh, pile. Me too. And then I, I, uh, there was this big boom of it on my Instagram thread. I'm like, no. <laughs> so well, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Stefan, do you have a green life hack to share? Yeah, it's pretty simple, and I'm sure you know maybe our listeners have already heard of this but um it's just something that came to mind recently and that is like for if you have a printer at home um and you you know use it to print stuff off uh to just like if it's something that you don't need to give somebody else like if you're just printing it for your own reference you can um just use like uh reuse paper that maybe you've gotten in the mail or we've already printed on one side, but 
you know, you don't need that side anymore. So just kind of turn the side around. So basically just find paper that's already been used and kind of put it in your printer so that um, it prints on the blank side and then yeah, you're just kind of saving yourself some paper. And staples yeah. will take back your old ink cartridges too once they're done. Awesome. If you have staples down there, yes? We have one in Temple, and we have Office Depot that also takes some. Fort Hood, I believe, takes some. And yep. maybe the Clean Recycle Center, I don't remember. But, uh, yeah, retailers definitely, you know, take those back because they get reused. Mm -hmm. It's a great tip. Thanks. Um, so mine is this really cool zero-waste kit that I bought from a company, a local company called Screw Plastic. And um, awesome. she was at a farmer's market and I instantly like when I saw her booth, I was like, oh, my gosh, you're you need to be involved in all the things. So um, she was selling these little kits and it's a convenient way to hold all of your reusable utensils, your straw, your napkins. So um, you can kind of see um, it folds up and ties and it just fits in my gigantic purse and I carry it. I was taking um, utensils and napkins and everything with me to restaurants anyways, and just kind of carrying it in a giant bundle. So this is a great way to organize it. Um, if you're listening to this and you can't see, it's it's basically just like a little mat that, that's handmade and, sh and you roll and tie. Um, so if you're handy with a sewing machine, you could probably make one. Or if you are in the Central Texas area, follow Screw Plastic online um, on Facebook. And she's at a lot of local farmer's markets. And I think she has an online shop, too. And there are so many um, companies out there coming out with things like this. And I think it's awesome because they're stylish. They, they're different. And it encourages people to use re uh, reusable things. So um, that's my life hack for today. So, very cool. All right. Anything else before we head out, guys? I think we covered quite a bit today. Um, so, where can we find you online, Chris? You can find me here and on Marginally Geeky and Epically Geeky and on Instagram at Cedar Birch Cottage. Recently been purged of some stuff, but. You're adding more, right? Oh, yeah. I got into a mood and deleted <laughs> all my pictures. <laughs> so now I have one up now. So, yeah, I just going to be posting about So she's our, reinventing. Um, yes. Well, I mean, I can. I don't have a big account. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> right. Uh, Jen, where can we find you online? Um, that's a good question. I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> I think the move down here and the new job, I'm, I'm going to have to reinvent some things, I suppose. So I'll, I'll add that to my green resolution list. Awesome. Stefan, are you online or offline online still? I still <laughs> You're on am. The show? For as long okay. as I can. I'm going to hold so, out for as long as I can. So this is the exclusive, like, access to Stefan and Jen because you can't find them anywhere else, you guys. Sure. <laughs> you heard it first here. You can. Um, <laughs> you can find me online on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Het's Gonna Be Me. 
Um, I'm also on the Epically Geeky and Marginally Geeky shows with Chris. And um, those are Epically Geeky is our parent show. So we talk about all things geeky. Marginally Geeky is our book club. And then, of course, Sustainably Geeky is all about the environment and sustainable living. Um, so the show itself can be found on Facebook at uh, Sustainably Geeky. And you can also find us on the Epically Geeky website. Um, you can also find the show on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube. So please subscribe to whichever channel you listen or watch and uh, give us a five-star rating or give us a thumbs up. However, um, they take ratings. Um, we would really appreciate it. And please share our show if you find it useful and uh, just let us know what you want to hear, what you like. Um, we really appreciate the support. So with that, uh, have a good night and a good 2019. This has been a presentation of the Epically Geeky Network. 